The Donut Bag is brought to you by Penn Highway Marketplace, the marketplace for vintage goods, quality collectibles, and handmade crafts. It's where I get all my sports memorabilia. Go to facebook.com slash penhighway. That's facebook.com slash P-E-N-N-H-W-Y. And mention I sent you. Okay. We have a different kind of episode today. I'm here with Nick from Hunting Nostalgia. How are you? I'm good, man. You're, you got that right. It's definitely a different kind of episode because I'm a different kind of guy. You are. <laughs> What's up, man? It's awesome to see you. Thanks, you too. So what is Hunting Nostalgia? Uh, Hunting Nostalgia is a on-the-road documentary-style television show uh, that we created about four or five years ago. Right? It was, it was a weird uh, time. It was a year before the pandemic. Okay, so we created this show where um, myself and my uncle at the time, we were searching in attics and basements in different states, uh, looking for that feeling of nostalgia. And when you hear the word nostalgia, each person has a different thought of what that means in their head. You know, like nostalgia is not the same to everybody. And that's what makes Hunting Nostalgia so cool. The show is because it ranges from so such a vast range of interests, you know, like I'm a toy guy. I love wrestling. I love Star Wars. I love 80s toys and stuff like that. But sometimes, like, I'll find something on the show like this. I'll find in, an, in a barn attic, I'll find an original 1977 Mr. Rogers trolley. It's wooden. It's a wooden trolley. Like, Whoa. the ones that came after this, yeah, the ones that came after this, they were plastic. Okay? This sucker is wooden. It's a wooden trolley, okay? And whenever I found this, someone was watching the show and they said, Nick, I know the drummer from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. He's the only living member of the, uh, of the entire trio that played the music and all the sound effects for Mr. Rogers. Uh, his name is Bobby Rossthorn, and he's the only living member. And I got to spend a day with him talking about the greatest television entertainer of all time, Fred Rogers, like it was one of the greatest and it had nothing to do with toys, you know? So the answer to your question is hunting nostalgia is a show about your childhood and my my childhood, no matter how different our childhoods may have been. Yeah. Yeah. And we have, I think we have similar childhoods because I'm, you were born early eighties, right? Yeah. Uh Okay. I was born. I'm, I'm, I'm about 10 years older. So, um, yeah, the you're 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 mostly mostly eighty stuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> and 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 I know you love wrestling. Love it, love it. I was born into Hulkamania, brother. I had no choice. Not you know, like love it was it. like, listen, here you go. You're born. Oh, you know who's the most uh, popular man in the world? It's this big yellow and red dude who saves everybody's life. And I just I became instantly obsessed i have a full cut cardboard cutout of hulk hogan staring right at me (laughs) it's funny because you know people now are like who's your favorite superheroes and iron man captain america thor and stuff he didn't really for me my superheroes were like hulk hogan and macho man the ultimate warrior and stuff they they were there were cartoons about them they seemed superhuman and they were portrayed as superhuman so yeah i'm the same way this is one of my favorite things it's just a notebook it's a hulk hogan notebook oh look at i got i don't have the hulkster but i have 
just when you think you know all the answers, I change the questions. Oh my goodness. Oh my uh, and goodness. it's unused. Look, it's brand new. Nobody uh... ever. It's nuts. Like if I had this as a kid, well, first off, I'd have definitely had boogers coming out of his nose. Oh, I'd yeah, he's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> but so with 80s figures, yeah. it seemed like there was there was these big ones. Is this LJN? There's the bigger ones that are, I'm not sure, about, about eight inches. And then, and then there was these little ones here. Yes. About, those are the Hasbro's. Now, so this is an interesting story. I'll, I'll do a little, I'm going to move this here. We'll walk over here. So over here, this is my actual, this is my main interest. This was my main collection as a kid were the LJN wrestling superstars, okay? So these guys, uh, first off, they're gorgeous. I mean, they are beautiful looking wow. figures, but they don't move. They're literally dog chew toys. They're just rubber hunks, you know? Yeah. And yeah. the reason that they actually were like that is because in 1983, all of the big toy companies were vying to make a figure for Hulk Hogan. They're like, oh man, this is going to be the biggest thing in the world. Like who's going to get to make the first Hulk Hogan figure, which is kind of funny. The first Hulk Hogan figure was made for Rocky three. It was, that's right. Thunder Cause he was Thunderlips. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He did not go with the Remco line. Like, People used him with like Ric Flair and all those guys, like the Remco AWA wrestling figures. But this sucker, this guy was the very first Hulk Hogan wrestling figure ever made. And it was made by a company that wasn't making wrestling toys. You know, they were making uh, movie toys. So then uh, they came up with this idea. All right, we got Hulk Hogan. So now what are we going to do? They're like, let's make a cage. Let's make a steel cage with these little bendy wrestlers. So then they came up with this concept. These are the this was the first concept of what the wrestling toys were actually supposed to be. They were supposed to be small and bendy, you know, so mm -hmm. kids can play with them. But whenever Toys R Us, when they saw these guys, when they actually saw the LJN wrestlers, they were obsessed. They're like, there is nothing on the market that looks like that. So it was actually Toys R Us request to make those figures as big as they are. I thought, I thought that was crazy. And then, yes, then these suckers came out. This was a little bit past my era of uh, of, of buying toys. It went, like, a little yeah. bit past it. But I still had to have them, you know what I mean? But, yeah, <laughs> LJNs are my number one. So where did when did you start actually collecting things? Uh, well, I didn't know that it was a collection. Like, it was just my toys. Like, I just had my toys. And, like, my brothers and sisters, they had cool stuff too. But when my mom would say, hey, it's time for a yard sale or garage sale, they'd be like, oh, I want five bucks. Let me sell my toys. And I was like, do not touch my toys. They are <laughs> I didn't need five bucks. I did not need it. I wanted my toys. So I just held on to them my whole life. And then once the show started, like people call me and email me because what I'll do is I'll be somewhat of a middleman between these people and like where they want their final destination of these toys to be. Most of the time, if it's something I'm interested in, I'll buy everything and I'll play with it for the rest of my life. Like, but sometimes it's stuff that I can't really afford or it's not my interest. So what I'll do is I will connect them with a local vintage toy store in their area to I'll, I'll help them 
I'll help them feel secure about where they're selling their stuff. You know, because people who don't know this world of collecting, they can uh, easily rip yeah. off very easily. And they know I have everything that I have ever wanted anyways. I have no need to rip anybody off. Like they know that I'm doing it because I love it. Like I love just that feeling like, sure, I may have like four or five Hulk Hogan figures, but then whenever I find one in like an attic of a barn, it's like, yeah, that's cool. And it's just, it's fun. You know, so that's what I'll do. I'll help people find a home or I'll buy them for their toys that are just collecting dust. You know, do people just give you things? Yeah. A lot of times people are just like, Nick, come to my home and just help me clean out my basement. I don't know what I got. So I will, for instance, and this was one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me. Uh, this super sweet lady, she lives um, very close to me and she called she was calling me. I don't even know how she got my phone number. She was calling me from a landline and she was leaving messages on my phone. And she was like, hi, Nick. Um, I watch your show. She says, I really would like you to come in and help me clean out all of my son's toys. So the first thing I asked her, and I always call back. That's the one thing I always call, no matter if it's my interest or if it's not my interest, because I don't want the calls to stop coming in, you know? When I stop calling back, that's when people will stop calling me. So I called her back and she's like, oh, honey, first off, she's 91 years old. And I asked her how, how old her sons were. And she's like, oh, they're like almost 50 year old men. I'm like, okay, kind of an interesting era of toys. You know, who knows? It could be GI Joes, who knows? So I asked her and she starts naming literally the worst toys ever made. She's like, Oh, she's like, I have Lincoln logs. And I'm like, uh, like, yeah. Lincoln logs, I know. they're like mold vacuums. They're horrible toys, tanker toys and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I have no interest in any of this stuff. The very last thing she said was, she goes, um, I also have a bunch of NASA toys. And I'm like, Ugh, not still not my stuff. Well, <laughs> yeah. So I walk into this 91 year old lady's home and I'm going to bring you over here. Um, as I'm walking up, she's sitting on the porch in her robe, and uh, it's a it's a late summer day, you know, late summer. And I walk into her home, and her uh, NASA toys was this. Oh, the complete. I'm like, I'm like, listen, lady, complete. It is so complete. It has the foam inside of the trash compactor. It's in there. I don't oh know if it'll come. Yeah, it'll come out. Look. God. Dude, yeah, so this tells you these kids didn't play with this foam. Do you see the foam? Yeah. I can oh smell the foam. Uh, so they had, she had the boxes, she had the directions, and I'm like, ma'am, I cannot take this from your house because if I do, it's grand larceny. I'm like, I yeah. have to give you something. And she's like, I'm 91 years old. She says, I don't need anything. She says, I oh. just want you to help me get this out of my house and appreciate it. So for the past three years, I've helped her cover her pool every fall. <laughs> okay, okay. So you're you're paying back another way. That's nice. Yeah, but like she would not, dude, she would not take money. Like she's like, no, no, no. I'm like, so then that day she's like, well, I am covering my pool. So I'm like, where are the cinder blocks? <laughs> <laughs> and, but the thing about you is you don't sell this stuff. You just, no. you, you keep it in that. What, what about like, if you have like doubles or triples or something, you just, what, what do you do then? 
I, I bring them to vintage toy stores so they can be sold for a reasonable amount. Like my number one, and I have, trust me, I'm interlinked with all of the toy stores around Pittsburgh, but my number one store, the store that I have partnered with for the past three years is Pop Culture Comics on Mount Royal Boulevard. Um, the owner <laughs> went to high school with me and I didn't even realize it until I walked in there and he's like, hey dude, he's like, you know, we went to high school together. I'm like, what he's like man, it was it was ken like uh, he's a i great know who you're talking about because i'm there all the time that's exactly uh, like, hey, guy, hey, what's up, <laughs> have you ever met a more honest dude like he is one of the greatest cool dude yeah and, and so like i want to help these and also dne collectibles you know too groovy ides you know there are a ton of really great vintage stores here in the burg that you got to go to because if we don't support these these stores they will be gone and then you will have no choice, no choice, but to buy from eBay, you know, and right. I don't want to do that. I have thousands of figures. I have thousands of pieces in my collection. I have hundreds of different collections. Never once. And I don't know any other collector that can say this. Never once have I ever purchased anything off of my phone or off of the computer. Never. I have found everything in this room. I found everything in that room and I can remember where I found it. And who gave it to me? That's what's the most important thing is the experience. Your show is so fun because <laughs> we are living. I At least when I'm watching it, you're like, oh, let's go through this attic. And it's like, oh, hey, there's a there's a uh, Darth Vader carrying case or from the from the 70s. Yeah, it's like. Oh, I wonder what's in it. And you open up and it's full of figures. I'm like, yes! I'm like, it's like, it's like when the Steelers score a touchdown or something. I'm like, yes! I know, dude. Well, like, she, that, that place, that is a compound, okay? It is a compound of multiple different barns. And I have only gotten into like that much of it. There is so much more. I have found Masters of the Universe, Star Wars. As I'm just walking in, all over the steps is just Empire Strikes Back cards. I'm like, where am I? It was crazy. It was crazy. You know, such a neat uh, experience that I've been able to have through this show. And I should tell people where they can watch it. It's on Armstrong, uh, the neighborhood channel, channel 100 in six different states. But you, I don't, listen, I can't afford Armstrong. I'm, they pay me and I can't afford their cable. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But you can watch Honey Nostalgia for free on YouTube after it airs on TV. So just go to YouTube and Search Honey Nostalgia and please follow, subscribe, whatever the things we do on our computer. Like and subscribe. Yeah, whatever they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm uh, not a technological guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my big thing, I would say, out of everything is is the Star Wars. Uh, as a kid, I grew up with all those Kenner toys. Um, this is my big thing is Millennium Falcon. That oh, was okay. like, that's like the signature no. thing. And the thing is, like, you could spend so much money on these. Things. I'm sure you go to the, I know you go to those toy stores. Yeah. Those toy, um, the, the toy shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And people, some of it seems like it's bragging. You know, it's like, oh, I have this mint condition thing in the box. It's like thousands of dollars. Like, okay, cool. Like, like, like who's, like, who's going to spend thousands of dollars on, on, on a toy? <laughs> Yeah. In 2023, nobody. <laughs> nobody. It's crazy. But, you know, I have rules that I set specifically for myself because, like, when you go to these toy shows, there are so many things that you're never going to have a chance to see again. You know, like, I've been looking for, and I'll show you this again, I've been looking for years 
for you remember the original 12 back display where they would turn the star wars figures where they would turn this sucker oh yeah 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 i've been looking for the cardboard backing for this for years years and i have seen it many times for sale a lot no you see how the house so uh for years i've been looking for that cardboard backing and the only place i ever find it is at toy shows and they always want like eighty dollars and listen listen i must spend an eighty dollars on a piece of right. cardboard <laughs> it smells like cigarettes no way. no way i'm not a fool like no way you know but but here's the other thing if if that is something that people do that it makes them happy, I'm all for it. You know, I can't do it because I'm like, you know, I have too much to begin with, you know, but but if that's your game and also if your game is buying stuff online, like I have super close buddies that that's what they do. Like they grow their collections from eBay. And he's like, listen, man, I don't agree with it, but I understand his point of view. He's like, listen, he's like every morning for me. It's like Santa Claus just came down my chimney and left stuff on the front porch. That's cool. You know, that's, I understand that feeling. I don't do that, but I understand it. Yeah. Um, but the, the, yeah, you can get the mint version of of anything, which is cool. But yeah. to me, that's, to me, it's like, it's better if it's like, looks worn or has missing pieces or something like that and hey yeah i'm not i'm not rich i'm not spending thousands of dollars on something i'll, I'll buy it if it's damaged or missing something or something like that. i kind of like it better that way i don't i i am fine with it like like this guy i had this this was the one toy like people always say what's your holy grail what's your holy grail and i i, I never really had one except for one thing in 1986, WWF made a Stretch Armstrong style of figure. Okay, really? like, yeah, you could stretch it. This is the Hot Scott, the Rowdy one, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Well, I saw him at a toy show, and the guy had third. These are really expensive toys. You know, they're really expensive. He had a $30 price tag on him. I'm like, dude, what? Like, for real? He said, yeah. He goes, look, if you look at his foot, he has a tiny little pinhole I don't care. I don't care. What's inside of these? Instead, like Stretch Armstrong had like glue inside of them. What is inside of these is powder. Like these are super soft. Okay. And being super soft in this super thin rubber, these suckers break like instantly. In 1986, I got one for, for my uh, Christmas present. And there's one photograph of me and I'm standing on top of a, remember pipe works? Like you put together pipes and it would make like yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. I was standing on top of pipe works and I was dancing the walk like an Egyptian and I was holding my the, the junk old dog, baby. He's the kid. <laughs> and I, he was my favorite. I loved Hulk Hogan, but the junkyard dog for some reason was my absolute favorite wrestler. And I had him. And I remember, I can remember opening my grandparents' refrigerator and I pulled both of his arms and on Christmas Day. They tore underneath. Uh, I was only like four, you know what I mean? So I didn't, but I, I ruined it instantly and I could never find him again. I could never find the JYD anywhere because in Pittsburgh, in uh, Southwestern Pennsylvania, we have a big problem with in your attics, stuff melts in your basement, stuff molds here. Okay. So these guys, they would shrink. He would shrink and get super hard and then he'd crack. And it was yeah. useless. Then one day, 
I will never forget it. I thought somebody was messing with me. Uh, my phone rang and it said Latrobe, Pennsylvania. And I'm like, that's weird. I don't live near Latrobe. I was like, what's this? You know, I answered in the first sentence out of this man's mouth. He said, I got something that you're looking for. And I said, what? He goes, I got something that you want. And I said, what could it be? And he goes, I have the JYD stretch 1986 LJN figure. And I'm like, and I'm thinking in my head, oh crap. He's definitely going to want a thousand dollars. That's not happening with this toy sniffing weirdo. So I'm like, listen, man. I'm like, what do you want? Like, what are you after here? He goes, I want to trade. And when somebody says I want to trade, it piques my interest because I know okay. that that person has the same style of appreciation that I have. So needless to say, I drove to Latrobe, and as I pulled in, this man, his house, his actual job, if I can get this out of here, his actual job uh, is he works at a cemetery. So it was uh, October, and I pull into his house, and he has in his yard, it's filled with real caskets, real miniaturized caskets. Because whenever a, a, a company will sell like a funeral home caskets, they bring in small samples so people can look at them like, oh, you know, we'll buy 50 of these, you know? So they're all in his yard. I'm like, uh-oh, am I going to end up in one of these? You know, like I was freaking out. And then I went in and sitting on the table. In, in the box. And that's not all. So like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm like, I'm this, I'm on the verge of tears. And he's like, uh, he goes, open it. It's pristine. Oh, my God. It's pristine. And then if that doesn't make it like, oh, my brother, he is my, like, I love him. And then if that doesn't take the cake, he goes, oh, wait, I got something else for you. And I'm like, I'm already, you know, I'm already on top of the world. He has the Hulk Hogan, too. Hulk Hogan. Oh, my goodness. I know. And he's perfect. Like. I'm like, and like, look at the box. It's so nice and perfect. Like, beautiful. So, what he wanted, and I'm like, listen, man, what are you after? You know, like, he said, okay. He said, I want a complete mint condition Ecto 1 from 1985. I had it in my closet. I'm like, done. I'll be there tomorrow. I just so happy wow. to have it. <laughs> it's like, I'll be there tomorrow. That's That's the car, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Ghostbusters car. It had the claw that comes out of the back. I'm like, are you serious? That's all you want? Done deal. But it meant as much to him as this meant to me. And that's yeah. why it was a good trade, you know? And I'll never forget it. And I, that kind of stuff happens. Hulkamania running wild, brother. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It is crazy. It, it's. I'm very, very lucky. Very, very lucky indeed. Isn't that crazy that... You know, the internet and, and Twitter and all that seems all, you know, hate and meanness yeah. and stuff like that. But then there's stuff like this where you oh. can connect with people. You know, I was I was showing your show to uh, my sister who also collects. She's, oh, like, yeah. she's she's going crazy. Now, now she was she's a, she's a couple years um, older than you. She was into the um, uh, strawberry shortcake Barbie's. 
rainbow bright stuff. But but anyway, she's looking at just oh my god, he has WWF um, <laughs> hockey game. Like I didn't even know that existed. Like, I, oh my I, god, honestly, this is the coolest thing ever. It might be like I was born right into the also you know Hulkamania, and then you know. 10 years later, I was born into the 91 Stanley Cup, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, my worlds have collided. And, like, I'm obsessed with two things. I would, well, I'm obsessed with, you know, multiple things. But I would say there's two definite categories in my life, wrestling and hockey. And this sucker completes. Oh, my God. Oh. (laughs) It's it's the toy I played with more than any other toy in my life. And I got it at the greatest department store in the world. Oh, look at that Hills shopping cart. Hills is oh where God. the toys are. And you know what? I, I had to have. I'm like, you know what? I got to have everything in there have a Hills sticker on it, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, so that's yeah. my display. I'm like, I found this in the abandoned Uniontown Mall. <laughs> there was like 60 of them there. And, wow. uh, and it's funny, like, you know, I know you have an appreciation for, like, the packaging of things and all that stuff. Well, my mom always asked me, she's like, why don't you throw away that stuff? Why don't you throw it away? Because this is the storage room of the Hunting Nostalgia Studio. Wow. It's every toy I've ever bought in my life. Look, Kmart, oh, 344. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wicked. Um, like, there's Children's Palace things in here. There's, it's, you know. <laughs> and that's what, you know, that stuff is, it's, it's mine. I'm not gonna, I'm not into selling that stuff. I wouldn't sell that for a million dollars, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. my history. It's my life. Like, no way. Children's Palace was the best store ever. Oh, my God. That was like Toys R Us on crack. Oh, my God. And the, the good oh. thing about, like, we were lucky here in Pittsburgh because Toys R Us, and we didn't know this as kids, Toys R Us had such a stranglehold on all of the contracts for toys. If you, you remember as a kid, you'd be like, why does this store always have just the same guy? Like, why? Yeah, Why does it yeah. have like you know? They never have what I want. It was on purpose. It was all mm-hmm. on purpose. They're like, oh well, if Kmart sells it, we're not selling it, and if you sell it, we're not going to allow it to be sold here. It's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. It was crazy. What um, you you're married, right? And yes. have kids. Three. Do the kids do the kids have are allowed to play with stuff, or do you oh. tell them oh, stay away? Oh no. Uh, that's why it's all out like i took the door off my curio here like i want i don't care what it's worth like it's not worth anything because i'm not selling it so yes please play with everything here like but that's the thing like they don't like all of this stuff is so common to them like walking in here and seeing all of this is like eh, that's just dad's crap like it's just so basic (laughs) you know but then whenever like i'll have my buddies i'll be like bring your kids like you can walk around here like a museum for hours. I'm like, bring your yeah. kids. When they walk in, they go, oh, they they all think I work for a toy company. <laughs> <laughs> they think they're like, oh my gosh, he works for a toy company. <laughs> nah, just a dork. But <laughs> <laughs> now, does your wife, I mean, you guys, you, I heard you say one time, like if you're a collector, your wife has to be very patient and stuff. She's, how 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 nice is she about you bringing in all this stuff? Well, before I was being paid for it, it was right now. <laughs> she, <laughs> she is very cool about all of it. Here's the one thing I learned this long ago. 
uh, do not ever clean anything that has a lot of bird poop on it in her shower because that <laughs> almost, I almost died, dude. I was almost killed. Like this ring right here. So this is the most valuable uh, wrestling ring that has ever been sold. It's the 1995 yellow King of the Ring Hasbro ring. It's like worth like $800, okay? Wow. Well, I found that and I found this in a barn and it was, there was that much bird poop on it from 1984 it was caked but it, wow. it came out they came out beautifully you know but i thought hey i'll clean this in the shower that's a perfect spot perfect break <laughs> and and i my wife is the most girly girl on the planet and all of a sudden i hear her running i'm like what i'm like what is going on like i hear her boom 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 boom. i'm like ah oh. she goes she yells Burn! <laughs> i thought i was dead i thought i was dead i'm like i'm sorry i'm sorry it smelled so bad i don't oh. know what i was thinking i don't know what i was thinking but i have promised that will never ever ever happen again ever. yeah <laughs> yeah um my problem is i'm out of space i've used every little square inch of my of my man cave downstairs. I've had to move it upstairs. So now I got a bunch of stuff up here, but I gotta be, it's like, it's like, it's like negotiations. It's like, I gotta, I gotta negotiate with the wife. Like, okay, what, what, what rooms am I allowed? What space am I allowed to put this stuff in? Cause I'm running out of space. So. <laughs> I know the pain. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. You do have to decide what goes out and what doesn't. I have boxes and boxes of stuff in my storage that I do feel bad about. I'm like, I'd love to find, but a lot of that stuff is my actual childhood toys. Um, because a lot of these, like the LJNs here, uh, like if you were mean to Hulk Hogan, I was biting your nose off. Like I was finding yeah. your finger and I was going to chew off your nose, you know? <laughs> like, so my actual childhood toys, they're still here too, but they're not as quite as good a shape as the ones that I display. So you never got rid of your childhood stuff? No. See, that's ne awesome. Never. Well, one time here, there is one time, all of a sudden, I was probably like 17, okay? And I was back at my parents' house for, from college, and just so happens they were having a, a yard sale. You know, I knew none of my stuff would be there, so I didn't care. So I'm sitting in my room, and I look outside, and I see a guy holding up one of my LJN wrestlers oh. in my underwear. I run up the hill and I go, whoa, these no. are not for sale. I was yeah. like, I don't know how these got here. My sister, she put them <laughs> up and I'm like, what else did you sell? What did you sell of mine? She sold, and this hurts. This is the only two items I ever lost ever in my life. She sold my entire Masters of the Universe collection, and she sold my entire G.I. Joe collection, okay? Oh, no. And that one was really rough, okay? But I, I had all my other stuff, Star Wars, wrestling, okay? So I made it a mission to get back each and every single item that she sold, uh -huh. and I did it at one place, right here. Whoa. This is the headquarters that I lost from G.I. Joe. Um, a, a woman who was watching the show, she saw my post and she's like, not only do I have it, she's like, I have the box too. Oh, wow. One place, man. One place. Wow. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. But I really do think that, uh, 
people see uh, my appreciation for this stuff and they feel more comfortable selling it to me than they would selling it either online or independently at a toy store, you know? That's happened to me too. Um, they're very, more with the sports stuff, with like with like my the, the Steelers stuff or or, or uh, Penguin stuff. They'll be yeah. like, I know, I know you'll take good care of it. I don't mind just you, you having it. Just you know, just put it to good use. It's like, yeah, awesome. And you do, and you and you do that. You know, that's what that's why people keep coming to you. You know, yeah, that's why. Yeah, what are you still? trying to get is there anything that you still really want to get a national television deal (laughs) (laughs) every every couple of months i have negotiations with like the history channel or discovery channel and and there is one that really hurts me right before the pandemic i signed an agreement with cineflex media the same company that makes american pickers property brothers all those different places i signed a no compete uh, contract with them so I wasn't allowed to speak to any other networks or anybody else about what I was doing. Within two days of signing that contract, I get a phone call and it's from A&E. It's from a different casting company, uh, Rachel Macy Casting. And she goes, uh, we want to hire you for an A&E show about in-ring wrestling collectibles. I wasn't even allowed to speak to her. Oh, because you signed with the other... Two days. Two days I lost Uh... a job like that. Uh, uh, and now that show, if you know the show I'm talking about, that show now doesn't have a host. If you look closely, there's no host because that mm, host was what about you. Oh. You know how that feels every day? It's rough. <laughs> uh, so anyways, th- but I'm blessed with being on Armstrong. I love it. You know, I, YouTube's fine for now. Um, but yeah, I definitely want more. But I would say if I'm still looking for an item, man, uh, wow. Um that's hard to say because, oh, I am. I'm still looking for one LJN wrestling figure, the Ultimate Warrior, and I'm not paying $900 for him. It's just not happening. That's nope. the thing. You'll look, you know, I'll look and it's like, okay, I want all of this collection. But then there are some some items that's like way too much money. It's like, okay, I'm going to stop. No, no, no. I'm yeah, not, no. I'm not it's like, that much. oh, you want this collection with the Warlord? Ah, oh, well, that makes it an extra $1,000. Right, like, right. It's like, yeah, these are toys, okay. man. You know? That's okay. Like, And that's what has been so wonderful about the show is I have partnered and my producers, the guys who actually make the show, it's not me. I can do this and all that silly, all the voices and all that stuff, but I cannot make a television show. The guys who make Hunting Nostalgia, they're in New York City. They are, the name of their uh, company is the Toy Store Guide. And so what they are is they're an interactive database of all of the vintage toy stores across the country. So if you're in Wichita, Kansas, you could say, man, I'd really like to do some vintage toy shopping, you know? Boom, Wichita, Kansas has three vintage toy stores all within your driving distance. That's that's how we became uh, such a, a, a partnership because they know that these toys are all going to these vintage toy stores, yeah. you know? I've, I've, I've been on, I, I discovered that website because of you. And I got on it and because I'm always looking, it's like, yeah, where is, where are these toy stores? And yeah, you mentioned D&E around here and, uh, and pop culture. Yep. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's great. It's like, oh, wow, this is, this is a great list of, of all the toy stores around the country. That's awesome. Exactly. And if you type in, like, if you just bring up your camera phone now and you type in toy store, Target comes up and it's like, 
uh, I know where Target is. Like, right, right. <laughs> like, and then you're like, oh, wait, Kohl's? That's not a toy store. And you're searching through. None of them are toy stores. It's Walmart. Right. It's like, but this yeah. way, toystoreguide.com, boom, it's awesome. And not only that, they have pictures, like 3D pictures of the store. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Really cool. Yeah. And just watch just watch old episodes of your show because you go to some crazy places. Like there was yeah. – apparently there was an old one downtown. It's now an art gallery. But oh. you got into their vault. Oh, yeah. I've Yes. And there's a, there's another one. The most famous antique store actually I have ever seen in my life, uh, Crown Antiques. It's right next to uh, Console. But I believe it's closed. Yeah, it's right next to Console Energy Center uh, where – you know where the Super Bowl is? Yeah, yeah. It's like four or five doors down from that, but I think it's closed. The man who owned it, he was an he's why well, he made he got very sick, okay? And he has more items in that place. I found the number one WWF wrestling magazine. Number one with Jimmy Superfly on it. Wow. And he didn't even know it was there. I'm like, uh, how much for these magazines? He's like, he looks over. He was a very odd, he's like a seven foot tall Jewish man. He looks over, he goes, Oh, that's a good one. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> he's like, but he knew. He's like, that's a good one. And I'm like, you know your stuff. I mean, how does this guy know wrestling? You know? Right. right. It, it was incredible. Yeah, I got locked in a vault acting like a fool. I got locked in. That was real. <laughs> that re as soon as I did it, as soon as I closed the door, I could see the terror in their eyes. They're like, <gasps> No, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what it, I get. You know what I mean? Being a that weird. was so funny. You're like, hey, I'm, I'm in the, I'm locked in here. Ha, ha, ha. Like, yeah, I, I was. This is all that funny. <laughs> no, dude, I was freaking out, freaking out. And then they're like, uh, they let it go for a while. That's why we turned it into like a black and white like 1920s film. But like, they let me worry for a while, and then they're like, there's an escape hatch. So I had to climb out of the top. Oh my up. goodness! <laughs> it's crazy. It was an old PNC bank. It was nuts. Now, what about video games? Do you collect old video games and stuff? Oh yeah, I love uh, NES. Uh, is my favorite regular, you know, as we called it, regular Nintendo. Because then Super Nintendo came out, and then you had Super and regular. But yeah, uh, like you asked before, everything I have here, and this is something my kids will play. Everything that I have in the Honey Nostalgia Studio is to be played with oh like, wow it's all ready to roll here's the you know super nintendo oh uh <laughs> i have so many weird and like weird things this is a golden ticket from willy wonka from mike tv you know the actual wow. yeah he he he's online he's a really nice man he uh he found the show and he said he sent me a message he said uh he was giving away these golden tickets for like different reasons like somebody would do something nice for the community he would give them an autographed golden ticket uh he saw my show and i was doing a show uh, about the community and he reached out he's like hey he's like i would like to send you a willy wonka golden ticket so i'm like of course <laughs> like and it is it's an actual it says everything on it greetings to you the lucky finder of this golden ticket from mr willy wonka that's so it's, cool it's just it's neat. It's yeah. neat. And that's the show is not only about toys, it's about all kinds of stuff, you know?
Yeah. So, so there's more episodes coming up, right? Yes. Uh, we are in a log jam right now. My producers just moved from one part of New York City to another part of New York City. And all of our production stuff is getting unpacked. But we have three episodes coming, and they're all about vintage toy stores. And they're filmed in New York City. They're super cool. It's And they're, they should be ready, seriously, like the next two or three days, they'll be ready to, to uh, be out on television and also on YouTube. I was getting worried because I haven't seen any new episodes in a few months. Like, uh oh, what happened? No, nothing. I'm just, uh, it's just a log jam. I promise yeah. to come. I promise very soon. I've been working with a couple different companies, like uh, the Nacelle company. I was doing some uh, promotional filming for a new project they have coming out, which I can't talk about yet, but it's super cool. Nacelle is the company that makes the toys that made us, the movies that made us on yeah, Netflix. Yeah. They know toys better than anybody in the world. They do. They just do. Period. <clears throat> but yeah, they're coming. I promise. They're coming very, very soon. They're already filmed. They're almost ready. <laughs> Isn't it fun just finding out about new thing, new things that you you had no idea about? That's it's so much fun. And there's so much out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like like Star Wars, for instance. Like I I love Star Wars. I was obsessed. You know, absolutely obsessed. But until I started meeting these like super super Star Wars collectors. I call them Star Wars jocks. Uh, meeting these guys, like, they tell me things that I never knew. Like, so many different things about Boba Fett and his original figure and the different spring mechanisms and the reason they stopped selling them and where you can find them and all that stuff. And, you know, this one says made in Taiwan. Why does that make this one different that says it was made in Korea? You know what I mean? Like, right. there's right. so many different little intricacies about them. And I always wondered, as I was a kid, I was like, this does not look like Han Solo. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> Huge head. He doesn't look like Harrison Ford. And I'm like, none of these guys look like the characters. Like, this doesn't look like Carrie Fisher. This doesn't look like Mark Hamill. Like, what's the deal? And they did that on purpose. So they had no um, obligation to pay those actors <laughs> for their likenesses. And I'm like, holy crap, that's crazy. But it's true. I'm like, whoa you know that's, and that's funny neat, that's neat stuff that's funny yeah there you go i mean because because i love i love when i'm looking for star wars stuff the the 70s and then you know the, the original the things from from like 77 to 83 but then they make now they make things that are like new they, it looks like it's from back then but it's actually from this year or something like that which is a little annoying, but still, it's, you know, it still is. pretty cool. Here's, here's, here's what I like and I dislike about that, okay? Like, they repopped Ghostbusters. They repopped Ninja Turtles. They repopped Star Wars. Well, the reason for that is because when those things all originally came out, okay, it was a very, very interesting era in our country, okay? Starting in 1980, what was happening with all of, well, maybe in the 70s as well, you know, late 70s, early 80s. What happened was, uh-oh. What do we have going on? Well, everything is so expensive now in the United States. Both mom and dad have to work. Crap. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do to keep these kids busy? That's why I call the era of our toys the keep these kids busy era. Because they created all of the most amazing things with the sole intention of selling them to us. You know, they're like, we got to have something that's going to explode for these kids. Masters of the Universe was the very start of that. Like, it's like, we are going to, boom, we're going to give you cereal. We're going to give you lunch boxes. We're going to give you, you know, and we were all kept busy by that. That's why that's what you find in Target. 
and Transformers. You know, we look back now, and when we see those, when we as kids, when we watch those cartoons, we thought, oh my God, Optimus Prime is fighting the Decepticons. This is awesome. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're just giant toy commercials. I know, you're right. Yes, they were. But how lucky were we? That that's what, yeah. I, you know, like G.I. Joe, like, I love this show. It's a walking, talking commercial, but I love it. <laughs> you know, that's a, I have a prime example of what you're referring to, okay? When we were, you know, younger, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were on TV. Everybody loved the turtles. Well, what was so unique about the turtles was they were a, a fairly graphic um, a comic book, you know what I mean? And then they're like, let's make these for little kids, okay? So then they made them. Sorry, I have them in here. I have all my bed sheets from whenever I was a kid in this. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of them. So um, this is what's funny about the Ninja Turtles. Here, we'll use this one for example. The Ninja Turtles, we all know what they look like from the cartoon, right? We all know exactly what they look like. And we all know that their, their figures, their toys were a little bit different. Their toys were a little bit different. And the toys, they all had the same color weapons. They were all that brown, you know, and they were all in those different poses. Well, they made bed sheets, and you would think they would put on the characters from the cartoon, right? You know, why not? Nah, they put the action figures on the bed sheets. These are <laughs> the Ninja Turtle action figures. Totally. And they totally. wanted you going to sleep dreaming about buying these action figures. <laughs> now, why would they do such a thing? Look at Leo. Those are toys. Those are not cartoons. Isn't that funny? That's so like, funny. Everybody like wanted these. They're like, oh, I want to sleep on the Ninja Turtles. Advertising <laughs> for the toys. You know, it's just, that's what we were lucky enough to have. Now, kids can buy stuff from the 80s, but they don't know the real backstory. Like, they don't have the cartoons like we had, you know? It's different, yeah. different dynamic, for sure. Yeah. It's funny. And also, um, back in the 80s with the wrestling, the the wrestlers, I mean, those 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 guys worked, like, like two, three, three, two, three matches a day. They oh, worked, yeah. like, you know, but but then when the, when the toy lines came out, you know, they would make, like, peanuts wrestling but then they would get these massive merchandise checks from the toys oh Toy yeah sales. it was amazing it's, it's like it was genius genius yeah yeah it was, that's why hulk was... hogan struggling for cash <laughs> I mean, you know what i'm saying like it was a different time we were really really lucky so that's what i try to like i try to push that experience off through the show like you know, I try to, and, and anybody who sees me, they pretty much know, hey, that's that toy guy, you know? Like, even if you don't really watch the show and you live in the Pittsburgh area, I'll pop up in, in different forms on commercials. I was on KDK a few uh, uh Oh, my God, with Heather Abraham. I saw that. Yeah, she is awesome. I'll tell you this. She is just as nice off camera as she is oh on. Oh, my God. Oh, She's my God. Awesome. She is such a sweetheart. I've, I've talked to her a couple times in person. There was actually a time where – I just want like like they had a toy drive or something like that, so I so I dropped off some stuff and like I was I'm shy I'm 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 afraid to approach people and she ran up to me it's like I know you and she gave me a big hug I'm like oh my god you're so nice she, yeah she is the nicest person and, and it's real it's all real I mean that is just who she is I'm like holy yeah, she's she's considerably younger than me as well and uh, one of my younger cousins went to high school with her. And they said, you know what? Heather has been that exact same person Aww. since ninth grade. 
that's who I want to be. You know what I mean? I want people to be like, this dude is the same on camera as off camera. That's what everyone should strive for. I, I There was an episode you had where you walk into the room. It was just like Mr. Rogers. And I'm thinking, I wonder if that was on purpose. And then I saw you talking to the drummer. I was like, you're a big Mr. Rogers person. You did that on purpose. 100%. 100%. I nod. Because he was doing things the right way. Fred Rogers was such a unique character. And the stories that I heard, I'm allowed to tell some on TV and some I wasn't allowed to tell on, on television. But that I wanted to know, and I asked Bobby Rossler, and I said, Bobby, I said, from you, I said, just personally you, what is the most incredible thing that you experienced working with Fred Rogers for 34 years? And he goes, simple. He goes, it's so easy. He goes, I worked with that man every day for 34 years and he never said a swear word once, ever. Like he never got frustrated and said, oh, what the hell? Like never, never once. I'm like, that's incredible. So he did practice what he preached. And I said, you know, that's interesting. I said, because the cameraman I have on my show, he likes to swear nonstop. So <laughs> I said, I said, and I'm not, I don't do that. I said to him, I said, how would Fred Rogers react to someone like that like how would he react to someone who just he was swearing like a drunken sailor and he i'll never forget it he goes exactly how you would expect fred rogers to react he said he never let it influence how he felt about that person like if, if you were swearing every other word fred rogers didn't think you were a scumbag you know he just knew that you were different than him and it was incredible to hear that incredible to hear that you know because i'm very much so that same way he was a living saint. He was just, he was just like the, the best person. And then and like, I, I, I cry every time I think of him, like I see one of his you know, episodes or something like that. I and, I, and I was so excited when I, when my daughter was little to introduce her to Mr. Rogers and stuff. And, 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 and how cool Cause they watch the little kids now watch Daniel Tiger's neighborhood, the cartoon. And think of this literally Mr. Fred Rogers invented Daniel Tiger with a sock. And he invented him because PBS, the public broadcasting system that we would watch Fred Rogers on, everything they had was a donation. Like their, their cameras were donated. Their lights were donated. Everything was donated. So everything was really low quality, including the film, the actual film that they used to, to record the show. So yeah. there would be times where there was a live studio audience and the film, the film itself would snap. Like it would break and then you would have to completely take that off and re put different film reels on. Well, that took a lot of time. And Fred told the guys, he says, I have to find something to entertain these kids with. If, if something like this happens, like if my film breaks, I want to entertain them somehow. One day he went in the back, he grabbed his sock off of his foot and he popped it through a piece of paper and he said, hello, I'm Daniel Tiger. Aww. That's how Daniel Tiger, just because he didn't want them, those kids to lose interest and be bored. How cool is that? That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> and you could go to the, I think it's the Heinz History Center. You could see the, the sets and, mm -hmm. oh yeah, he was the best. It is. We are, we're, Pittsburgh is, Pittsburgh is awesome. It is awesome, yeah. awesome place. And if you don't, I mean, if you're not from here, you probably don't know. But it is awesome. There are so many things that are incredible about Pittsburgh. I've lived here all my life. This, you know, various places around the Pittsburgh area. I've lived here all my life, so that's all I know. 
but I can't imagine any other place being like here. Uh, no, I can't either. Nope. No, this is, this is, I'll give you another little story. Uh, this is very funny. It's Pittsburgh is such a small group of people. Okay. There was a Penguins production meeting one morning, the Pittsburgh Penguins, my favorite team in the world. Okay. Uh, and during that meeting, somehow, some way talk of needing a VCR came up. The old two niner, the man we all know and love, the old two niner. He's partying all summer, baby. Like Phil Bork needed a VCR. Okay. He needed it for his daughter for a high school project about North Korea. So the only way he could watch a certain documentary was on this old archaic piece of equipment called a VCR. And he didn't have one. Well, my good buddy is Brian Metzer of the Penguins. And he's like, hey, uh, old two niner. He's like, I know just the guy to call. And so I'm look, I answer my phone. He goes, Hey, Nick. I'm like, Hey, he goes, it's the old two niner. <laughs> what? It's like, it's Phil Bork. I'm like, okay. He goes, I heard you're the man I'm looking for. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I guess. He goes, do you have an old VCR for me? <laughs> so after a home game, I drove to his house. I drove out to Phil Bork's house. It was pouring down rain pouring down rain and I get out, I put the VCR underneath my shirt and I'm walking over to him and he's in his basement. He has his suit on still from, from being at uh, the arena. And he goes, man, he goes, this is cool. He goes, I can't believe it. And I said, Borky, I said, I had a big Hulk Hogan sticker and I put it on top and I said, you'll always remember it was me. (laughs) (laughs) He's a cool, cool dude. He's so cool. So cool. That's so cool. Well, Thank you so much. This was awesome. Everybody, you're, you need to get those uh, YouTube numbers up. Everybody subscribe to Hunting Nostalgia on YouTube. You got to get at least, you got to get at least a thousand subscribers. Come on. I know. And you know, it's my fault partially because I don't really like understand that world. I always yeah. wanted to create a TV show and I did that and I was pleased. But yes, I am not against begging. Ask my wife. <laughs> constantly begging. Please, all of you out there in Joey Bag of Donuts world, please subscribe to this Toy Snippin' Weirdos YouTube channel. Please, please. I would really it's, appreciate it. Dude, I could so talk to fun. you all day. Oh, I, oh, God. We haven't even scratched the surface of what we're... Hey, do you watch wrestling now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Me, me too a little bit. I, 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 I go back and forth. But, that would be um, fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. We There's a million things we could talk about. Okay. Well, let's hey. see you soon. How about that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Hey, thanks so much. It was great meeting you. Oh, you too, Joey. Thanks. I appreciate it very much. I love your Twitter, man. It's it's great. It is so great. Love it. All right. I'll see you. See you, man.